We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But not just Ron Cook and Joe Starkey. Mr. Bob Pompiani. Why are you sitting over there, Bob? I've been sitting over here. You have? That's where he always sits because this microphone doesn't work, Joe. How long have you worked here? Joe, I've been sitting here for the last how many shows? You've looked over to your right. Chris Hoke no comes way. in. Chris no way. Hoke comes in and no. sits here, too. Yes, sir. <laughs> I haven't noticed you, Bob. Well, that's true. I'm sorry. You don't notice me. Have you noticed I'm... Hoke sitting over there? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's been that way for about two months. Well, why don't they fix it? I don't know. How are not you? during the middle of our show, either. No, not off the top, which is what we're in right now. Wonderful sweatshirt, an Oakmont sweatshirt for Bob. But they give it to all members. Hey, we're getting closer to the U.S. Open next year, Joe. Ron's going to make sure they, he's there all week long. They give uh, they give those out to all the members at Oakmont. I can't help but notice that the person who told me like two years ago that I could play at Oakmont has now gone silent. Bob, are you getting a phone call? Yes, and I'm sorry. I'm distracting everything. I'm just going to turn it off right now so you won't hear that anymore. Right off the top, Ron. <laughs> can you believe this? I can believe it. How was your flight home? Ah, uh, long, endless. But I'll tell you what, I do have a happy story. Tell at least us. Happy tell for us. It. We need a but happy usually, story. Usually, they're nightmarish travels. So I get to the airport, Seattle to Chicago, about four hours, long haul. Um, I get to the, uh, my seat is 29C, way in the back. I got a pretty tight connection in Chicago to Pittsburgh to get home. So I just took a chance. I went up to the counter and I said to the guy, the ticket agent, I said, any chance you can give me an aisle seat a little up closer? And he goes, let me see your pass. He looks at it. He gives me 10C. Like, it was an upgrade in price without charging me. More leg room. And get this. There was an empty seat next to me. That's a triple header. Uh, uh, so, you know, I go, I can't believe it. He fist bumps me. Happy New Year. Did he know who you uh, were? No, not in Seattle. Um, and it was so cool. So instead of being way in the back and ha- I, you know what I hate about those long flights, you fly forever and then it takes you a half hour to get off the plane. Right. And I was up in row 10 and there was not one person next to me. I had a TV in front of me like everybody did. I watched the entire Rose Bowl game. Wow. So I didn't see a play of the Washington game, but I saw the entire Rose Bowl game. So it was, it was a miserable four hours, but as best as it could have been. Well, I'm happy for you that that happened. I need an aisle seat because I have a tremendous fear of blowouts on plane rides. Then you don't want to sit next to me. If I'm stuck by the window and it's multiple blowouts like the 60 World Series, Bob, I I just, I'm mortified. What do I do? I have to keep saying excuse me to these people? So I 
crave aisle seats for that reason. I can't. I can't. I have to have an aisle. I, I, you heard I paid Fittipaldo $20 to get out yeah. of an Why ins- do you need the inside? aisle seat? Because I'm claustrophobic. Mm. I, I mean, I can't sit there like this for four hours. I, I just can't. And I, I need hate to, it. I yeah, hate it. But I do need to see the landing. So I had to make a special request to these two people next to me. What do you mean you have to see spe- the land? I have to see when we're near land because the other fear I have is that we're going to hit the ground and I'll be asleep and be jarred by it and think something horrible has happened. <laughs> well, you grabbed so, my arm on the one landing. I know and, uh, I did. And my daughter filmed me on this landing in Miami. Uh, her and her friend were laughing hysterically at me because I made first I made a request to these two women sitting next to me. I, she had the window shut the whole way. And even after they said, lift the shade because we're in our descent, they wouldn't do it. So I said, excuse me, I get fearful on landings. <laughs> I need to see where we are so I know when you we're about to hit ground. You are an absolute piece of work, When man. we're about to hit ground. And they were very kind, Bob. Uh, but still, I grabbed that seat in front of me. I'm I'll, a grabber. I, yeah. I'll grab two. I just, it just gives me a sense of security, which probably doesn't matter if something goes wrong. But yeah, at I'm least not the least bit way. afraid of flying. I just hate it. I don't like it. I don't like security. I don't like any of it anymore. You have the TSA uh, fast pass thing? I don't fly all that much. We flew out of Pittsburgh on Christmas night. Yep. The only time in my flying career that there's been nobody in the security line. I thought people might fly out. A lot to on Christmas try to night. Beat after having morning, maybe at yes, home. Yes, there beat. was nobody there. Right. It was incredible. That's Bob. good. No, yes. that's a good travel tip for those who like to travel on the holidays. Well, I flew out to, to Seattle on Saturday morning, which is what you know, and there was two people in line. It was so easy. It was amazing. I love that. Well, we have so many treats today that I've lost track. We definitely have Peter King at ten thirty. We have Sean. Don't call me Seth Myers. Little hand for him, gentlemen. Bob. How about a yes, little hand? Sean, Thank you. Thank don't you. call me Seth. Yes, he's here today. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, in the post-Fulzy era, as it has begun. And we have a lot to talk about, don't we, gentlemen? Let's start here. Let's start with Picketgate. <laughs> what has happened here with Kenny Pickett? What happened the other day? Uh, prominent media members have very different accounts of what happened the other day. One says a source tells him that Pickett backed out, didn't want to dress for the game as the third guy. And maybe even, oh, my God, what a putt that was, Bob. Did you see that? Who's Hughes and why is he minus 26? Hughes, this, McKenzie, is the, yeah. this is a rerun. You know, this week starts the, uh, the new year on the PGA Tour, and it starts with a century tournament in Maui. It's beautiful. I saw the first advertisement for the uh, Masters was yesterday. Uh, well, they start that well in advance. This Not that be, you need to be reminded. I every April, coming in April. What has happened to me? I want to watch golf. Anyway, uh, you have prominent people saying a source tells me that Pickett backed out. He didn't want to dress at all for the game. And maybe when we couched it yesterday, Ron, we were couching it. He didn't want to be the backup. Maybe the bigger issue is did he even want to dress for the game? We have other people saying that there's nothing to see here, that a source tells them that Tomlin and Pickett uh, just had a conversation and Pickett just didn't dress for the game the and everything's was, normal. Pickett was cleared too late in the week and didn't get work. We have other people who are in between. Mark Cabali yesterday on here who's sort of in a very Cabali-like way, Ron. Th- this was classic Cabali yep. because if you're in the media room ever, he'll very, very quietly, Bob, Throw the logs down and sprinkle a little gasoline. And then go the other way. But he won't necessarily light it. 
And if he does, it'll just be a little spark, and then he'll walk away. <laughs> so he came on yesterday and said pretty forcefully to Crowley, I don't think this was 100% Mike Tomlin's decision, and Crowley pressed him on it. And Kabali said, basically, I know something, I just can't write it. Well, I mean, the only two people who could make a decision over Tomlin that he couldn't control would be the owner or Kenny Pickett saying, I, I'm not going to do it. So the obvious road to go down from the Kabali interview was, did Pickett just say, I ain't playing? And so we have mixed reports. We have all kinds of people saying different things. I got a text from somebody who worked in the organization for a while and still has connections there who said it was Pickett. Didn't want to dress. I don't know what to make of it. What do we make of this in the end? It seems to me awfully curious that every week this season, according to Brian Batko, who I texted yesterday, every single game this season in which the Steelers have had three healthy quarterbacks, they've had an emergency quarterback dress. Because it doesn't count as a roster spot. Right. This was the only week they didn't. The only week. So what happened? Well, Bob? I think the last two weeks, right? Pickett well, no, but I said when they're all three oh, are healthy. Saying they're dressed. Pick, Pickett wasn't he was, healthy he was last two clothes. weeks ago. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. Uh, so now, one other thing that factor into this. I didn't know. I know, was it the Cincinnati home game? He went out for the coin toss in his street clothes? Did he go out in Seattle for the coin toss? I didn't notice if he Good did or question. didn't. I didn't notice. So if there was some sort of hubbub, hubbub he, I can't imagine him being sent out for the coin toss. I know he did the week, the Cincinnati game. He went out in the street clothes because we were all talking about it. There's Pickett, captain, going out for the the coin. Now he couldn't play, right? But I didn't, I don't, I didn't notice if he went out for the coin toss against Seattle. Great question, Bob. You're you're very hooked in over there. You were just over at the facility yesterday. What's your take on this? Probably an educated take. Well, my educated take is that uh, it was a late clearance, which we knew about uh, late in the week. And they did not, given all the, what is it, previous four weeks of inactivity that he hasn't played in a while, wanted to risk that thing one more time. He could have, and either he or they decided it wasn't best for him, which is fine. It should be that decision. If he's not going to, if they're not going to risk him, then don't back him up either, I suppose. Not, I also even, don't not think, even as the emergency guy? I, that well, seems I, that's awfully strange, curious. And I don't understand how that went. Normally, that you dress regardless. I so. mean, that seems to be the point right. of contention but now, I also rather know than the backup. This sounds awfully uh, anti-Kenny you know, in terms of his personality. I do not – he's a competitive guy. I don't know that he's going to just say, I don't want to be part of this. In year two, when he hasn't really proven that he is the franchise quarterback yet, that's, that's, a, that's a hard sell on me. I don't I, think and he I would get say that, that. But did you see his interview last the week? Interview is, the interview he, is, he was, is the circumstantial evidence that supports very the theory. Well, off. I did not like the fact how he answered that no. question about when, learning. Yeah, I mean, did you that's learn the anything? No. No. But but if that's his attitude, then he's not what you think he is. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's his attitude. And, you know, I, I have nothing specific to offer you, Joe, other than I think it was a it was a decision made because of the lack of playing time he had over the course of a month, given the fact he had surgery on an ankle, and it, and, and they just decided he wasn't in a position to help them if need be. Same surgery in college. He was back in four weeks, which would have been the timeline to start last week. Mm-hmm let alone be the emergency guy. Something is very curious. And, and you know what I was saying? The emergency that, thing is the, is the one thing that has me scratching well, my head. That's the but point that's of that, contention. But, but I also don't 
you know, I don't know the specific circumstances. I do know that that's, that's an injury they didn't want to risk coming back from and a surgery the second time to have that and to have it affect him. But you you'll know, acknowledge that if this were a high-impact quarterback, an entrenched starter, a franchise quarterback, uh, if C.J. Stroud was declared medically fit to play on a Thursday in a do-or-die game, he's starting the game, let alone being the emergency Yeah, but I guy, also right? know that Mason Rudolph has entered the picture. And when you have a guy who's playing as well as he is, they have every right because he isn't that C.J. Stroud that's because not the, he that's isn't. Not the point of cont- that's not the point I'm trying to make is, is who started if the game. If it's Ben Roethlisberger, he plays. If it's any entrenched starter, but, he starts but, but the I game. think you just said you used the word. Pickett has not proven anything. No. Exactly. He's but, not but, proven but anything. My, and my Mason point Rudolph there, is hot. And I, I'm sorry. And this kind of – they are a week-to-week team. My but, point there is he was medically cleared to play on a Thursday, which would have had any other entrenched starter starting. He wasn't even the emergency guy. That's my point. Not and, not and necessarily who started. What I'm anxious to hear Kenny Pickett talk. Yeah, today. but you know what? I'll bet he doesn't because he's not starting this week. They both talked yeah, last, talk last week because they both were thought maybe they both could right. play. I'll bet you that the backup usually doesn't speak, and and Mason's the starter this week. I'll bet Pickett doesn't talk today. Unfortunately, maybe I'm wrong. But he will be the backup this week. And 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 sure him not being the backup the more you think about it is very curious because Mike Tomlin was as critical of Mitch Trubisky. I'm trying to think. Yeah, he was more critical of Trubisky than any quarterback that has competed for him in the Tomlin era. I feel very comfortable saying that, Mm -hmm. that in so many words he was telling us week by week, uh, this guy has let us down. No, I don't so why the question. hell would he be your backup in a do-or-die game when Again, Rudolph is one hit away from coming out of that game? It's, it's why? not playing in a month, and I felt the, that they felt that it was in their best interest not to put him out there if he's not going to be uh, capable of going in there. And He's medically cleared, though. I understand that, but you can also become injured again. I don't know. Joe, you're asking me if I have an answer. I don't because no, I don't no, know. No, I'm asking you Now I'm asking you for an opinion on why in the world – I your starter wasn't even your backup when we know now how much disdain Tomlin has for Trubisky as a player. That seems obvious, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, but again, to me it's a health thing more than anything. Even though he was declared healthy, medically cleared later in the week uh, and not playing in a month. But it wasn't a health thing because you'll agree that if he was a real impact player, a real starter, he would have been. he would have actually started the game, right? He was healthy enough to play and start. If their quarterback play had been average, but it hasn't been. It's been very good. And that's separate from whether well, it was Well, there was only issue. one game. Though. I understand that, but, oh, I, I, but again. Only one game we're talking for Mason about who, at that point, not two games. Only I, one. But, but, but they were going to ride him no matter I what. Know. That's what I they know. decided to I, do. I, no, but only because the other guy hasn't been any good. Pick it. Right, and that's what I'm saying. He's not in a position. That's why it strikes me as very unusual how he handled that press conference last week. And also, it doesn't bode well for someone in his second year to demand anything you are still especially a second one player. who hasn't done much but I don't think that's in his DNA I do not think that's how he is and I don't think that he went in there and said I am not dressing I'm fi- put, pounding my fist on this table I just I don't see that that's not in his DNA you're right I'll agree with that but there's something awfully awfully curious about a starter being cleared a couple days before a game and by the way he was trending in that direction it's not like he was coming off a concussion, and everybody's like, ah, he's just going to sit there for four days, and then he's suddenly medically cleared. He was obviously, and he even spoke to it, trending in the right direction, and then he's cleared, and he's your starter, and he's not even your backup? 
and he doesn't even dress as your emergency guy. Again, the only time all season when they've had three healthy quarterbacks that they haven't had a guy ready. And I guess, man, would this be an even bigger story if they had a, a San Francisco 49ers situation from the NFC title oh, game. And then they ended up with a Can fourth Can you imagine? Yeah. They wouldn't right. have had him. They wouldn't have had him. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest quizzical part of this entire thing, why he was in street clothes. That's the only – that's a question I've had ever since I saw him in street clothes. I didn't think that was going to happen that day. But, uh, you know, I don't have anything specific other than that timeline is correct. He was cleared medically late after Thursday, uh, and they just decided that this was not the right time to put him as the backup. But he should have been dressed, so – yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to be anxious to hear. He's benched. You, you don't he's think benched. He's, he's right. clearly benched the story, now. The story this week is that he is benched. He's yes, a healthy stretch, it. and he's not going to be the that, starter. That Mike Tomlin, who has really sort of joined forces with Pickett in such a way, the way he speaks about Kenny and I—that's how we're about built. Kenny that's and what I we are do. judged on wins. That's what we're judged. All on. of that. Kenny Blank and Pickett coming off the field last year against the Ravens—they're a pair. He staked his future on Kenny Pickett. The notion that I still hear, still hear nationally, by the way, that Kevin Colbert made that pick, to me is just insane. Like Kevin Colbert's going to say, hey, Mike, on my way out the door, I'll give you your quarterback for yeah. the next 15 years. That's a Tomlin pick. Him and Kenny are... are linked forever. In, linked. <laughs> They're linked. They're intertwined. Yeah. Or they were. Now we have a baseline to work from from here on out that Mike Tomlin has benched Kenny Pickett. So so any time in the future, we know that that could happen during a game, but before think, a game, but I also think at, the at results any point. matter here. You know, they I mean, do. It's not like he has set the world on fire as a quarterback. No. And so as a prudent uh, decision maker, you have to make the right choice for your team. Being benched, so what? That happens. Now, this week, He'll be backing up. He should be backing he up. He better if he's be not, backing then, up. Then this you week. can add more fuel to that fire that you talked about. But but I, but but I, I, don't think, I think there the are a lot of people, maybe myself included, who didn't think Tomlin would bench Pickett under any circumstance. What I'm saying is that Bond seems strong enough that this is my guy that I took and we're linked together into the future. But he also is and thinking I ain't about benching now. Him. I know he is, and I'm not disagreeing with him. But he, we now know that Mike Tomlin will bench Kenny Pickett because he just did. Right, and that's that's fine. Players who don't perform shouldn't play over players you know, Rudolph, who are outperforming. If Rudolph had just been average and maybe even if they'd have won the game and he was just pretty, right. I think he'd have gone back with Pickett. But I he, also Rudolph has been so Mason's good, he doesn't have good. much choice. Well, he always has a choice. Well, I, I don't think it's much of one when the other guy has been 112.5 passer rating. Sure, but he allowed weeks. him that choice. And as you wrote last week, Ron, uh, he, you said that he should come back with Pickett for all the reasons I'm mentioning. And he didn't. So he's opened the door for this, and it happened. And I'm not saying I disagree with it. I was calling for Rudolph a month ago, not over Pickett, but over over Trubisky. But the point now is you've opened up, is it Pandora's box, Bob? Yes. Pandora's box. You absolutely have. To the future, to who's your guy. Well, I guy. think that's going to be the biggest thing. And, yeah. and hypothetically, if this plays out and, and they win again this week and he's good and they go to the playoffs – regardless of what happens in that playoff game, you have to ask yourself, what does the future room look like? Because I think they'll move away from Mitch Trubisky. I think that's a given. I think and that's they'll, true. Save, they'll say it's going to cost them some cap hit money, but they'll make that move. They may, may 
at the very worst, Mason Rudolph's made a ton of money for himself, whether it's here or someplace else. And he has the option now of looking. Last year, there weren't all that many opportunities available for him. Maybe there will be this year. because he's, so he's playing great, and he's shocking me by playing great. But the story here in a lot of ways is that Mike Tomlin has benched his guy. Why? Because his guy's not good enough. That's and the why. other guy's been playing better. Yeah. That's why. Yep. I don't think there's any now, if th- if this debate was, about if that. If this was, you know, 36-year-old Byron Lefwich who had come in for a couple games and Kenny Pickett was obvious your, obviously your guy, I also think it would be different in this instance. Well, Mason's 28. He's very Mason's similar in age. Mason's got the same to, profile yeah. as Kenny, right. basically. 28 to 25, and Kenny's about to turn 26. Mm-hmm. Kenny started... 24 games, I think. Mason, 12. Kenny's 14 and 10. Mason, 7, 4 and 1. Kenny's a first round pick. As far as the Steelers are concerned, Mason was a first round talent. So, as we talked about yesterday, maybe it's actually time to find more about Mason. But here's here's what I really want to find out I want to find out with a new offensive coach who has a very fertile mind when it comes to offensive scheming. I was watching last night the Washington, Texas game. All sorts of motion, and those are two of the best offensive minds in, in college football, I think, at Washington and Sarkeesian at Texas. I want to see what these quarterbacks do, specifically Pickett, in this situation. If he can get a better scheme that helps him as a quarterback. Because I don't think they're going to shut the door on him at all. He's coming back, but he may have to compete for his job. Let's do, Tom- you, do you think these last two games, and say they win a game and get in the playoffs, has, has uh, led to an increased chance that – the Faulkner-Sullivan duo will come back. Well, first of all, I think Faulkner's done a heck of a job with running backs. That's what he is. So, yes, he'll be back. You, know, as far you as think they'll go outside yeah, for a coordinator? Yeah, I do think so. I think they have to. I think they have to come up with somebody different in mind there. Not if they keep putting up 30 points and 400 yards. So you think they're going to keep a dual offensive coordinatorship? If they win a playoff game? I mean, there's a lot of dual offensive coordinatorships when you really think about it. Well, there are a lot Mike, of no, Mike, no. Mike Munchak was Mike the run McCarthy game coordinator. Mike calls his own plays. He doesn't even bother with him. Right. But there's yeah, other I mean, there's... situations where, it, listen, if they if they win a playoff game and the offense keeps humming like this, yeah. you have a chance to have a new quarterback in, the same, in Mason and the same coordinators. I think there's a chance they come back. So do I. If they finish strong. Peter King coming up next. Oh, I was going to ask you guys quick. Uh, Bill Simmons today mentioned the Steelers as if they missed the playoffs would be the best team to miss. Like he, he has them pegged as the scariest team if they get in. What he also said was that Tomlin was basically derelict of duty, that he's he's been watching Mason and Mitch for two years now. And every time the choice came up between them, he he chose Mitch when he says Mason is better in every measurable category that there is for a quarterback, as if to say, what the hell was Tomlin looking at when he keeps choosing Mitch over Mason? Fair point. I think, uh, you know who's to blame for this, I think? Frank. Yeah. He probably probably asked Frank, and Frank said, go with Trubisky. You said measurables. (laughs) The one measurable that's in Trubisky's favor is his ability to move out of the pocket. A problem, that's also his problem. Yeah. As it is Kenny Pickett's. The one strength of Mason Rudolph is he will be in that pocket and he will look and keep looking. And, and there's a lot to be said for that. Plays break open at the last second. He knows that he can trust his arm. That last throw he made to Pickens, he was on his heels almost, but he was watching him, knew where he had to put the ball and delivered, even though he's about to get crushed like a sandwich. 
He stuck with Trubisky to the very last drop there and never used Mason, never yeah, I, used him. Well, again. But, but it's hard for me to blame anybody for that because um, – I, I had no idea that Mason could do this in consecutive games. I would have bet a lot of money against something like this happening. Now, now having said that, and I wish Mason all the best, he's a great person, and I think he, he got this opportunity, he's run with it. We've also seen Jake Browning after, you know, the longer you go, sometimes oh, for all sure. of a sudden you start seeing some flaws that you did not see in those first few games. I don't for know sure. if that's the case here. Hopefully not, because they would – I'd love to see a big, intense competition at quarterback next year. That would be beautiful for training. Man, camp. I'd love to see Pickett have a couple games where we could bring that point up. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. say, are you believing what you're seeing with Kenny Pickett? It's only a couple games. He well, hasn't even minute. had that. Wait a minute. He has had some really good comebacks that have, you know, comebacks. seven, two, I'm and talking one as a full starter. games. I'm where not from beginning about to that. end, you have a great game. No, beginning to end, no. Absolutely. What, what I'm saying is he's shown in the crunch time that he can deliver. I'm sorry, Bob. Pickett has never played in one game any I'm not, as well as I, Rudolph has played in. Okay. Did I say that? I I'm just saying in these two games. Shown you what, we're talking about not Rudolph's seeing anything. Rudolph's given them their right. best quarterback play since Ben. Yeah. What I've seen, though, in those games is that he's able to make throws and bring them back. He has had some great comebacks. He's had zero great games. From start to finish. So what and, I was saying the, was the I start. wish for one time we could say, man, can Kenny keep this up? Yeah, I've I, never said that because he's never had anything up to keep. And he's had more opportunities than either of them. So It's a hell of a story. Let's ask Peter King about that and a lot of things NFL Coming up next, Peter King joins us. It's Cook and Joe and Bob is here for the whole day. And Bob is brought to you by PNC Bank, aren't you, Bob? PNC. Make today the day, Joe. PNC.com. Fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Speaking of Sully's, we'll be talking about a pretty interesting hockey game tonight and a pretty interesting college basketball game. We got two teams uh, here in town. It's a big night in Pittsburgh sports that need wins, basically. Uh, fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Joe, I want to talk about Mr. Reuter Plumbing, Pittsburgh's best plumbing company. I, I always love to give the motto, the slogan, if you will, that comes right from the top, right from Bob Beal, who's built a plumbing company empire, now going on 21 years in this market. Quote, we're Mr. Reuter. Call us. We're the best plumbers in the business. Well, that about sums it up for me. They are the best plumbers in the business. That's why they've lasted this long in this market. You know how good you have to be doing anything in any market to last almost 21 years. You see the trucks out on the road every day. There's 50 of them at least, more than that now. We're ready to come to your home to fix a broken water heater. Maybe we're ready to go to your a business to fix a backed-up sewer. Somebody was smart enough with any kind of a plumbing problem to call 412-ROOTER2. 412-ROOTER2. Phones answer around the clock. Financing is available. Uh, I can't recommend them enough. Uh, and if you do call, make sure you ask for the Ron Cook special. They'll give you 10% off what is already a very reasonable bill. The number again, 412 Reuter 2. It is Pittsburgh's number one full service plumbing company, Mr. Reuter Plumbing. Bob picks the oddest time to leave the set, doesn't he, Ron? <laughs> We're about to have Peter King on, for God's sakes. And Bob leaves. Did Forget you think? Bob. Let's roll on. We're going to roll on. 
NFL uh, Odyssey insider Peter King on the Nemecolon fan hotline. Nemecolon around every corner creates real-life magic for guests. Peter, this has been great having you every week. And suddenly, <laughs> unbelievably, <laughs> the Steelers have turned it around under Mason blanking Rudolph. I didn't have this one on my bingo card, as they say. What do you make of the Steelers right now? Well, what I make of them is that I was unaware that Mason Rudolph somehow, some way, was transformed into a 33-year-old Tom Brady sometime in the last few weeks and now gives the Steelers a legitimate chance to win any game they play. And to me, one of the most fascinating things every year in Week 18, the last week of the season, there's always some story like this that seems so weird. Like if you ask me, what team is the biggest threat to the Baltimore Ravens reaching Super Bowl 58, I would say Buffalo. And there is a legitimate scenario where Buffalo won't make the playoffs. How about entering the last week of the season and Buffalo is either going to be the second seed, the sixth seed, or they're out of it. Mm. It's just, it's a kind of a crazy deal, but that's what happens to me, especially when you talk about the Steelers, when the quarterback gives you a chance and you saw that, Mitchell Trubisky, for as good a guy, as good a teammate, everything like that, he did not give the Steelers a chance when he played. Tomlin made the decision that had to be made, and uh, now they have a chance. And so we'll see what happens. And the weird thing is, you know, imagine there's so many strange things about this football season. But how about the Baltimore Ravens kind of hold it They hold the cards over whether the Steelers are going to have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. Because if I'm the Ravens, especially with the injury history to Lamar Jackson over the last couple of years, I wouldn't put him out there Sunday. And so, you know, Steelers, you think you can beat Tyler Huntley this week? Uh, You know, so that is going to be really, really interesting to watch. Peter, the big news here this week is now uh, Pickett didn't even dress last week. Not as the third guy, wasn't the backup. I guess they can say he didn't get enough reps in practice. But now Tomlin basically said he's ready to go, but we're going to stay with Mitch, uh, with Mason. It's a big story here that the number one draft choice has been benched. What do you see going forward with these guys, especially if Mason has another good game and gets them to the playoffs? It's impossible to know right now, Ron. You know, when you get to this point of the year, you've got to do everything you can to win this game and this game only. And, you know, it reminds me in a in a smaller way uh, when the Patriots got to the Super Bowl, what was it, 22 years ago, and Bledsoe was healthy and Brady was coming off getting injured in a game at Pittsburgh, uh, which I'm sure you remember, And, you know, Brady recovered in time to be able to play in the Super Bowl and Belichick went with him. But to me, I think this is all about how Kenny Pickett was playing at the time of his injury, which was not good. So if you're Mike Tomlin, the best quarterback play over a two-plus game period that you have seen this season, really, 
is probably with Mason Rudolph. And so I think that Tomlin made the only decision he could make. And then, you know, you worry about after the season, after the season. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Peter, you still there? I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah, you could actually argue it's the best two-game stretch since Ben's second last season at the beginning. It's an incredible story, but I'm very curious now about these other games, and I'm wondering if you can give us a gut feel on each. And the first one, it, you mentioned briefly Baltimore. What do you think Harbaugh is going to do? He referenced a 2019 game against the Steelers, virtually the exact same scenario. Baltimore had everything wrapped up. Steelers needed the game. RG3 plays instead of Lamar. I think Andrews and other guys sat for the Ravens. The Ravens win anyway, 28-10, to 10, but then two weeks later have an absolute stinker against the Titans. What, if you could crawl inside Harbaugh's mind, what do you think happens there? And then what about the Jags game and Dolphins-Bills? I'll tell you in reverse order. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to win in Miami, uh, which renders a lot of this moot, really. But I think Buffalo is going to win in Miami. I think that overcoming the loss of both pass rushers for Miami is going to be too much. Buffalo's eight and one in their last nine, nine against Miami, so I like Buffalo there. I actually like Tennessee to beat Jacksonville. Uh, Mike Vrabel in a game against a team that isn't playing very well right now. He'll definitely have his team ready to go. Could be, probably is, Derrick Henry's last game as a Titan. That would be my guess right now. Uh, He's going to want to get Derrick Henry some carries, some yards. He's going to want him to have a big game. And I think he will have a big game. I think Tennessee wins that one. And then as to what Harbaugh will do, I don't know what he's going to do. I talked to somebody there on Sunday night that said, who said that obviously it's totally up to him. And the history of it is that, look, Lamar has not played well in the playoffs, period. The Ravens are 1-3 in, in his four playoff starts and have scored a total of 52 points in those four games. He has not played well. So you could say, if you wanted to, that it has a lot to do with all the rest. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. It's that I don't think there's enough 
uh, you know, enough evidence to definitely suggest that. But he has not played well in the playoffs. I think what Harbaugh uh, is likely to do is to play Lamar some in this game. But I, I think it's very, very risky. This is a guy who, even though he's played all the time this year, Lamar Jackson in 21 and 22 missed a total of 34% of the offensive snaps. He missed a third of the games for the Ravens because of injury. Do you want to put him out there and risk that again, especially for a guy who runs it nine times a game? I don't know. I probably wouldn't play him at all. Yeah, and they have Tyler Huntley, who's a guy that they know well, and uh, he, you know, he could he could operate their offense. Uh, Peter, do you get the feeling the Steelers? I, I think when we look at this playoff situation, teams that are on the roll heading into the postseason, if they do win, even if it's without Baltimore significant players, how dangerous will they be to the rest of this field? Because I think the AFC and the fact the Steelers know the Ravens and have had success against them is fairly wide open. I wouldn't call it wide open. I think Baltimore, the rest of the AFC is wide open. I think you're right about that. But I think Baltimore enters the postseason as a prohibitive favorite. It's crazy to think that a team that might not make the playoffs, Buffalo, is the most dangerous team, in my opinion, uh, for Baltimore to get through. The second most dangerous team is Joe Flacco's team. Uh, Cleveland won at Pittsburgh earlier in the year, and now Flacco, other than turning it over nine times in five games, has played exceedingly well and would go back to Baltimore, I don't think, with vengeance on his mind. He doesn't hate the Ravens at all. But that would be one of the weirdest things. But to me, those are the two most dangerous teams that stand between Baltimore and a berth in Super Bowl 58. Peter, last year, what? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The Super Bowl was KC and Philly. Both of those teams just look like something is really, really, really wrong. What do you see when you look at the Chiefs and Eagles? Well, it's amazing. They're two and they were two and eight in the month of December. The Eagles and Chiefs. Um, I think the Eagles. I don't really think that the problem there is fixable uh, before the end of this season their defense is awful um you can't i can't imagine a team with all the defensive talent is that bad but ron i watched a lot of their game against arizona their defense against one of the worst offenses in football could not get off the field you know they're 30th in the nfl in third down efficiency on defense which is almost incomprehensible with all the money they have spent and the stars they have on defense. So that's one thing. I think Kansas City, it is fixable. And the craziest point to make about Kansas City right now, I wrote this in my Football Morning in America column this week, the craziest thing when you think about it is that, you know, their offense right now, should be running through Isaiah Pacheco and not through Patrick Mahomes. That's how lunatic this season has been for Kansas City because he's just not getting the separation with his receivers that he needs. Uh, he had a great throw to Rasheed Rice on Sunday, but those have been down the field. Those have been way too few and far between. Travis Kelsey looks like he has slowed down. Uh, 
I think they need to play ball control football and try to win low-scoring games with very good defense and a very good back in Isaiah Pacheco. Peter King is on the Nemecolon fan hotline. He's the NFL insider for Odyssey. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Insider calls uh, Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization. Because, again, Ron, men have skin, too. <laughs> it changes Bob, time. you have wonderful skin, I might add, yeah. Peter. I don't know. I'm sure you've met Bob Pompiani <laughs> at some know, point. You every know, time, every time I finish this call every week i feel exfoliated <laughs> i just wanted you guys to know so it's a great it's been a great experience for me i'm glad to hear that i want to i want to ask you about mason rudolph because this is a guy the steelers had a first round grade on he in his second year came in for ben there was the miles garrett incident and he's been barely heard from since and now suddenly he's made this offense go for two games like we haven't seen it again since probably Ben's second last year, early in the year. So if this were to continue, Peter, for another game or two, Mason's a free agent at the end of the season in a quarterback-starved league. What do you think the market would be like for him? Well, a month ago or so, I might have said, you know, Josh Dobbs has made himself a lot of money, and I think he's got a decent chance to be a starter for somebody next year. But we've all seen in the last few weeks what happened to Josh Dobbs. You know, played poorly after playing great for a while. Then his star fell, and now basically, I don't know what he even is in Minnesota, number three. I, you know, I don't know. So, and I don't mean to say that Mason Rudolph is Josh Dobbs, but honestly, I don't think two games, and who knows, maybe he plays great again this week, so you scratch your head a little bit more. It's hard for two or three games to convince me that Mason Rudolph, you should go into next year having these high hopes and saying, well, hope he beats out Pickett. But clearly, if you're the Steelers, unless you want to spend a lot of money and go get Russell Wilson or, or, or somebody, um, or unless you want to hope that Michael Penix or Bo Nix is there when you pick in the first, first round and, and maybe you want to go get one of the non-top two or three quarterbacks, I think Mason Rudolph gives you a good alternative for next year, but I just, I don't know how anybody can know that he's a long-term guy. He just hasn't shown it except for eight quarters. Yeah, but in the NFL, when, as Joe said, quarterback star of league, you never know. People get desperate, they'll do some things, which leads me to this question since you uh, talked about the situation here. Joe Flacco, you mentioned him. Now, he's 38, going to be 39, I suppose. Uh, let's say they'd have success and get to an AFC championship game because, uh, you know, he does stuff that they haven't seen from any of their previous quarterbacks, including Deshaun Watson. What are they, they're committed to Deshaun Watson so much. What happens to Joe Flacco? I don't know if I'm the Browns. I would think very, very seriously of bringing Flacco back, um, and having him go through an off season with the team 
and then just seeing what happens next year. Cleveland is too good to rely on a, well, we think so, quarterback. And I had a graphic in my column this week that showed that in 12 starts that have cost the Browns $93 million, Deshaun Watson has thrown 14 touchdown passes. And in five starts uh, for $800,000, Joe Flacco has thrown 13 touchdown passes. And, of course, it's way too small a sample. And, as I said, Flacco's turned it over nine times. That's too much. That's not sustainable. But Joe Flacco came, up, came off the couch, and he's thrown for over 300, four games in a row for a franchise that's been alive since 1946, and that has never happened before. So it's all well and good to say we still have faith in Deshaun Watson. And quite honestly, what are they going to say? Of course they have faith in him because they, he still has them for $46 million guaranteed each of the next three years. He's got to go into 2024 as the starting quarterback. But I would want to have him backstopped a little better than Dorian Thompson-Robinson. All right, Peter, what's going to go down? I, I mean, I'm not sure the answer to this. What's the worst – Maybe the worst trade in NFL history, certainly among them, the, the Russell Wilson trade or the Deshaun Watson trade, and then the deals that they were given. Well, I'm, I think what the Browns did with Deshaun Watson is totally reprehensible and rewarded loudish, even worse than loudish behavior. I hated it, hate it to this point. Um, if that's the price you pay, to get a premier quarterback, then I'm not playing in that game. Let him go somewhere else, and we will figure out how to how to figure out the quarterback position. But they did it, and look, if he fails, then obviously that's going to go down on par with Russell Wilson. But the Wilson trade, what makes it so bad, quite honestly, is that in each of the next two years they're going to be they're going to have an anchor on their salary cap that is going to prevent them from doing big things. The only thing I would say right now is that I believe Sean Payton is very willing and kind of happy to enter 2024 with Jarrett Stidham as the starting quarterback. I'm sure that there aren't many people in the Rocky Mountain region who were happy with that, but I think Peyton is. And if the Broncos enter next year with Jarrett Stidham as the starting quarterback, then that ameliorates all the problems with the Russell Wilson contract because then they won't have to go out and pay big money for a quarterback when they don't have big money to spend. All right, Peter, let's finish with free association. Right now you're tied with Bryant McFadden as the greatest player of this game ever. It's short answer, short uh, question. He said he kept it to two words. He was he unbelievable two in this words game. I'm sorry. I threw the a greatest. red flag. Peter was better. He was, was quicker. He better? Yeah, he yeah. was decisive. Uh, McFadden right. is a little more expansive well, than like two Peter words. Well, like Peter said, one performance doesn't get it done. No, but <laughs> he's a veteran who's had a All lot right. of experience in this game. Peter, you ready? Ready. League MVP is who? Lamar Jackson. Coach of the year? Kevin Stefanski. Defensive player of the year? Undecided. 
Can we allow that? No, nah, that's demerits. You got, you got to come up with an answer at this point. I can't. I can't well, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> wait a minute. No, because these awards are based on 18 weeks. Right now. Right and now, I if you had a vote. Oh, right now? I was just mulling this yesterday. Right now, I'll take Miles Garrett. Biggest surprise of this NFL season could be a player, a team, a particular game, a development in the league. The biggest thing that surprised you this year? Puka Nakua. Mm. Offensive rookie of the year, speaking of that, is who? Puka Nakua. <laughs> Defensive rookie of the year. All right, I'm going to break my rules because <laughs> I, I just want to give you the thing. But until – the last week or so it's been Jalen Carter for a while mm. I'm down on any candidate for the Philadelphia Eagles right now but it still might be Jalen Carter you wrote in your column this week it's way too early to tell but I'm sure the Raiders Steelers Falcons and Patriots will kick the tires on Russell Wilson percent chance that Russell Wilson becomes a Steeler 18.7. <laughs> Super Bowl matchup the NFL would love to see most. It's a tough one. Ding, ding, ding. San Francisco, Kansas City. Your Super Bowl they want, pick. They want Mahomes in the game. They want Mahomes in the game. Why wouldn't they? Sorry, go ahead. No. Your Super Bowl <laughs> pick right now, headed into the last week of the season, would be what? Baltimore, San Francisco. Peter, great stuff. Thanks, As always, Peter. thank you. Okay, guys, take Have care. Have a great new year, man. That was Odyssey NFL insider Peter King. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice because, Bob, men have skin, too. What did he say? He always feels exfoliated yeah, when he leaves our show. That's a great word, exfoliated. That was it's a, a tough, freedom. That was a tough uh, free association, wasn't it? That was a good free it? association. He handles that very well. How about him saying the Steelers will kick the tires on Russell Wilson? Yeah, but 18% still means that you have 82% chance it won't happen, and I don't see that happening. Do you? I know Mike Tomlin loves him, but it's a lot of money. Would it be a lot of money? I mean, he's How much gonna... of that contract are you on the hook for? Well, they paid a lot of um, you know upfront money. It's a year-to-year -year thing. I'm not sure, but it, it ain't going to be cheap. I so mean, if they cut him, you could just bring him in, right? But you're still going to have to pay him something. And it normally, because it's Russell Wilson and a veteran like that, it's, you know, it's going to be. I don't know, honestly, about all that. But I do know this. Amidst the excitement of this final week is the reality that here are the Steelers, again, struggling for their playoff lives in the final week of a season without a sure answer at quarterback moving forward. That's the harsh reality it's the that's underneath again, the excitement. They still don't know who their quarterback is. What do you think the percent chance they'd kick the tires on Russell? I, I think kick the tires, I'd say probably 100% that they're going to reach out and see. Chance of him signing here, I would say less than 10%. Or coming here, less than 10%. I do think they will reach out and talk to him. There are going to be other people who fall into that category too. Sure. The funny guys. thing with him is that he's having a good year. He is. 26 touchdowns, eight picks, and he's in the top, what, seven or eight in passer rating? Yeah, I think how Denver's handled this is terrible. And, you know, they signed him. They knew the conditions of everything. The stats are one thing, though, Joe. I had on Chad Brown last week when you were off. Yeah. And Chad's out there and said he has played, I don't know if he used the word awful, 
bad, disappointing. He was way down on him. Man, it's tough to play that poorly with numbers like that, but he sees him every week. He but but him. you also have to ask the question, if the Broncos and Peter King shredded them in his column this week for the classless way that they yeah, handled this, terrible. they went up to their starting quarterback after their franchise's biggest win in years. They beat the Chiefs. That week, they went up to Russell Wilson and basically threatened him. And King I, I don't just like ripped them. I don't like Sean Payton. Sean I don't Payton like him seems either. like a despicable person to me. So I, and I don't know him. I'm just saying what he seems like to me. Right. And in light of Sean Payton never wanting Russell Wilson, in light of the franchise treating him like that, I have to wonder if Sean Payton set up Russell Wilson to fail this season. And other people have raised this you, you question too. You can certainly too. come to that conclusion. But man, I, I would say it's very difficult to lead that team to a near playoff spot with the numbers he's put up and not be any good. I'd like to see him in a place that believes in him still. Anywho, top of the hour, uh, you can join us at 412-928-9370. How much are you believing in Mason Rudolph right now? What are the long-term ramifications of this? We're going to talk about that next. Bob has a showdown coming up at noon. We have a real surprise for the re- uh, the readers, the listeners at 1 o'clock. Your thoughts on Picket Gate as well as we move through today? What what the hell happened here? Why didn't he even dress for the game as an emergency guy? Every other time the Steelers have had three healthy quarterbacks this year, they've had somebody dress as the emergency guy. Why didn't he? Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the Baseball Card Castle in Cranberry. Contests run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at the 937thefan.com contesting page. South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge, uh, Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Unbelievable place. Proud to have them as our partners. Bob, what's your read on the Russell Wilson's future if it's not in Pittsburgh? Oh, uh, if it's not in Pittsburgh, I have no idea where he's going to end up. He'll end up with a job somewhere. Just because, as you said, this is a quarterback star of league, but I just don't see that happening here. I, I think they're going to try again with Kenny Pickett, see what they can do to surround him with a kind of you know, offensive system that maybe is good for him, better for him than what we've seen. Although you can ask this question. I think it's a legitimate one. This essentially is the same offense. Is it him or was it Canada execution versus the actual scheme? Because if you look at what's happened with Mason Rudolph – um, you know, they, they were using basically the same thing, yeah. but, the, but the execution has been so much better. Let's talk about that. Coming up, fan weather, Sun Chevy 23 Silverado 1500s up 7,500 in rebates. SunChevy.com cloudy today, high of 37 and a low of 29. Bob? Well, Joe, yes. We're going to start the new year by telling you that you have to be concerned if you're on the roads. You all know that already, but when injured in an accident... It's important to know the five things that really matter so that you get the maximum compensation you deserve. Number one, being certain your auto insurance includes full tort, underinsured, uninsured coverage, stacking at Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. These are the things that matter. You have to have the peace of mind, knowing that from the minute you contact your law firm, you pay zero, no legal retainers, fees, or expenses of any kind until and only if 
They win or settle your case. That matters. And that's what they do at Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Number three, being certain the attorneys whose names are on the door are involved in your case. That matters. And so does having a law firm that has an impeccable record, a law firm that has a success rate of 99.7% handling all types of personal injury cases. That certainly matters. Five, the thing that most stands out is their fee is 25%. It's not 40% of your settlement like other firms. That certainly matters because it saves you money. At Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, here's the number one thing, really. You matter. You matter to them. They want to get what's good for you. And that's why at Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, they got your back and not your wallet. With your fan headlines, this is Sean Myers. Last night, college football action. A couple of thrillers. Michigan in overtime defeats Alabama 27-20 in the Rose Bowl. Washington holding off Texas 37-31 in the Sugar Bowl. That means it's the Wolverines and the Huskies playing for the championship in about a week's time. Tonight on the ice, Penguins at home at PPG Paints. So welcome to Washington Capitals. 7-30 puck drop. The team's currently tied in the Metro with 40 points. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.